Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a rather hastily thrown together version of Wrong and Wronger. I am, again, the good-looking co-host of which you have become familiar. Not this knockoff wannabe BS that we had last week. That guy that spoke with the nasally drone. I, <laughs> I don't even want to know what happened last week, James. What are you doing? Last week was probably the best episode we've ever had. I got rave reviews. I got, I was going to say dozens of comments. What's a, what's, what is it for you get multiple singles? Like a handful of comments, handfuls of comments. That's what we're going to go with. Handfuls, plural, of people yeah, saying yeah. they were, they were delighted to have you replaced. And quite frankly, you're lucky I let you back in here at all. Wow. I don't know that the raves were for you necessarily <laughs> as they were for many you that also took the pulpit with you. But uh, I, you did not do yeoman's work to make me come across looking as good as I typically do in this show, James. <laughs> I thought I did pretty good thinking on my feet, just coming up with whatever random disaster might befall you. <laughs> and quite frankly, it would not surprise me if the random disaster I picked was the actual disaster that happened that week. Well, I have been in touch with my 18-year-old son, and I said, uh, do you think you could imitate me if I did break well for an episode? <laughs> and he said, yes, I can. And so we are going to come up with a, a parallel, I suppose, episode to the one you did. Excellent. Look at us being creative as we cannot find a single time when we are both available. And it takes so little time to record this podcast. We, we don't edit it basically at all. I just have to splice together the two videos. We literally just need 25 minutes. It takes us no more time to record this than it takes people to watch this. It's not like there's prep time on either end. And yet somehow, somehow, in a seven-day week with 24 hours per day, I'd multiply that out, but I'm an English major. We can't find 25 minutes to be here at the same place. Well, I will say it's a good thing we didn't record with me last week because I was in a mood that was besmirched. And I don't know that I would have come across as the lovable, laughable, always affable devil-making afternoon <laughs> buffoon that I tend to be. I am so curious about what horrible, horrible disaster befell you this time to actually finally ruin your mood. But actually, I have a semi-disaster of my own, and it, it made me oh, think of excellent. you. I mean... Well, oh, I guess, well, I'm not, maybe not a disaster so much, but an inconvenience, which really is what made me think of you. Oh. Because when we record these days, I'm like, hey, what time do you want to record? And you're like, <laughs> Tuesday. I'm like, what, what time? You're like, I'll just tell you. Like, I just, like, it just, I have to just be available all day on the off chance you happen to be in your house and have two phones. And I don't know, like, it, it could strike at any time. And it's like, who would ever treat somebody else with that level of disrespect to just expect them to be available all day? Well, you know who would do that? 
appliance oh. delivery people. Somebody where oh. you have to be home for it. We will be here between the hours of 8 p.m. and midnight, or 8 a.m. and midnight, whatever. Just massive, massive swaths of time. So you uh, you read my newsletter occasionally. Did you read the one about the washing machine that was leaking? I mean, I I don't miss many of them, James. In fact, you and I talked about the one this week mm-hmm. before we recorded. I don't remember that one. Well, you missed some riveting washing machine related content, <laughs> let me tell you. But the resolution of that was that I had to buy a new washing machine. And I went and I enrolled in one of those big big box retailers that requires you to have a membership. Oh, yeah. And I paid for that. And then I got their specific credit card so that I would get an extended warranty for free and free delivery and hookup. And it was still nice. going to be cheaper doing that. But I had to wait at each step of this for all the things to go through and then call them and set up the credit card and do all that. Well, I finally had all the pieces in place. So then... I went and I ordered the appliance that I wanted, and the price had actually come down in the meantime. Things had taken so long that it, they had discounted. I guess it was now an ancient model, so that was nice. And I set it up. <laughs> and when I went to set up delivery, the store offered me one day a week. It was just Monday, and that was it. And how wow. I, how dare I, the mere consumer, think that I could have something delivered on a day other than Monday? So Mondays are not good days for me, but this was not a negotiation. They had the washing machine and I needed it. So I had to submit to Monday. So I picked a Monday that the one, you know, and I cleared my schedule. So I would be here doing nothing else with nothing of value other than recording this podcast with you. So I would be here all day for this. And I heard nothing from the delivery people and I heard nothing and I heard nothing uh, as the day approached. And finally, I called the big box retailer and they said, oh, yes, you are absolutely still scheduled for Monday. But this is technically being delivered by the appliance manufacturer, not us. Do you want me to go ahead and send you over there to their phone queue? And I was going to have to wait on hold again. I was like, you know what? That's fine. You say it's coming on Monday. The online delivery stuff says it's going to be on Monday. I will go ahead and clear my schedule on Monday, and I will be here on Monday all day for Monday because Monday is the only day that will work for anyone because I am nothing if not submissive and compliant and agreeable. So I go through all of this. With other people, but yeah. yeah, Okay, okay. so we are in complete agreement about my sociability, yes. Okay, so we get to Monday. And I still have not heard anything from the manufacturer who is going to be delivering this appliance to me on this, the day of days, the Monday. So finally, as I'm sitting here twiddling my thumbs with my completely cleared schedule, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go through the manufacturer's phone queue to find out when this thing is actually going to be delivered. Because woe one to me if the one time they deliver it is during this brief 25-minute window when we're recording this podcast. So I call them. (laughs) And they don't have, like, a delivery department a number listed on there, of course. So I call one place, and they transfer me someplace else, and they can't figure yeah. it out. So then they call the actual delivery department. And then they get back to me. And they're like, well, you're not in zone one. You're in zone two. We don't deliver to zone one on Mondays. We deliver it on Tuesdays. Like, I was this Duh. huge idiot who at no point was given an option for Tuesday that, of course, I should just know without being contacted by anyone that this appliance <laughs> would only come on a day of the week that they had never told me before and that now I should clear my schedule for that day. So now I am sitting here with a completely free day talking to you. So if you want to record like 16 podcasts in a row, I am ready to go because there is no washing machine in my future today. 
You know, James, everyone else knows this. I, I remember when Mrs. Steve said, where does James live? And I said, Indianapolis. And she said, like, in one of the suburbs? I said, yeah, like Zone 2. And she <laughs> went, oh, okay. Of course it's Zone 2. Who doesn't know what Zone 2 is? <laughs> Duh. Is that why you're free all day today? Yes. Because you got screwed. <laughs> That's exactly why I'm free today. Usually we can't record on Mondays, but today I can for that one specific reason. Wow, I knew something in the Earth's axis had to have tipped it the wrong way because yesterday you texted me on a Sunday and you're like, you want to record tomorrow? I said, <laughs> okay, when do you have? And you said, sky's the limit, baby. I got all day off. <laughs> Wow. And so of all the things you could be doing today, golfing, picking lint out of your navel, anything you pick, recording with Olivas, of course. You know, I'm fired up on this. I had that that book signing event and two people told me they listened to this podcast. Two people who weren't Judy P, who I hadn't met huh. before, were like, I listened to that. And they like they, they gave details to indicate they had actually listened to all the episode. I mean, they knew what an awful human being you were and what terrible what? life choices you made. So it's like, yep, that that's the proof. They know. <laughs> and now I feel like after these people took the time to drive to see me in person, that I can't huh. destroy the only good thing I do for them, which is me showing up here to, you know, revel in your misery. So that is that is my unfortunate occurrence for the week. But do tell what happened to you last week to make last week worse than most of your other already bad weeks. Oh, I didn't say anything about it being worse than oh, my just, other week. James. It was equal. It was baseline terrible. It just it just finally yeah. ground you down. We call this par for the course. Okay. Yeah, no, it's uh, just one thing breaking after the other, and uh, we've sort of exhausted our lines of credit, and just yesterday, in fact, one of the four-wheelers died completely, but I, somebody on Twitter helped me kind of reason through what might be a simple solution to that, but yeah, the BAM came back from the hospital and immediately blew another hydraulic hose, <laughs> so that leaked all over the garage. And uh, as I was sitting waiting for you, you had a phone call with you, – you had like a, a part of your press junket for your book. You were doing like a media interview or something. You said it might be 10 or 15 minutes, and I waited for a half an hour. And as the half an hour was drawing to a close, Mrs. Steve got the bush hog stuck. That <laughs> thing has died literally almost every day since we've had it. The guy from the co-op has been to the house every day. The front gate still doesn't work. The front gate guy called and said, "We're trying to get our hands on a motherboard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the squeaky wheel and hope I get some grease on this one." That doesn't work. The bam doesn't work. The bush hog doesn't work. I had to go and free it, which is why I said to you, "I just can't record right now." And I tell you, I was sitting in the port swing trying to get in touch with my inner Zen, <laughs> which has been soundly defeated by Satan. But I remember, usually I do a little blurb at the front end of all of these uh, episodes. Uh, and I, I remember thinking, I'm going to say, life is like a box of shit. You always know what you're going to get. And I thought, well, Braywell's going to know the tone immediately. But I was really going to lead with that, and that was going to be my mood for the entire 25 minutes. I was foul last week, James. Man, I am sorry I missed out on that. Yeah, the, the interview... <laughs> 
it was a guy who called me over a tweet and I thought it was going to be a few quotes and it ended up turning into a whole interview that's probably going to make me sound like a terrible person. But that's okay because I kind of am a terrible person. So <laughs> if they're doing their job, that is how I should come across. But it took almost exactly half an hour. Like almost yeah. exactly the moment you texted me was the moment when I was finally available. And I didn't realize that was your only time because I had texted you like randomly in the afternoon. Because I, again, like, like a, a, a furniture delivery person, I hadn't heard anything from you all day. So finally at like two, I was like, so what's going on? You're like, I can record in five minutes. I'm like, well, I can't record in five oh, minutes. I, I do got... Yeah, I was. No, I had been gone the whole morning and you, and I said, it's going to be a good minute because I had to unload all this stuff from my truck. Yeah. And then I said, okay, I'm ready. And you said, uh, well, now I'm not because I have this interview. So we just were not quite able to line it all up last week what was up with all the stuff in your truck did you take down a tree last week i'm, I'm trying to remember the various things of loads i've seen posted in your uh on, on your twitter feed every every time i look on it there's there's fravis going one direction or another sometimes you're bringing lumber in sometimes you're hauling trees out so what was it last week no this week i think the one that you saw most recently we turned a truck bed full of trees into sawdust with nice. our uh whatever you call the grinder thing that grinds up trees into dust god it was satisfying james <laughs> yeah, oh, what, what I is i need to throw a, why could what? i now now that you can't think of that very simple word i can't think of that very simple word it's a it's a wood chipper that's what it is a wood chipper, oh, wood chipper. that's it. yes nice do what? you do you own a wood chipper or did you rent it yeah Dude, no, I got one. dude, that's that's how you make bodies disappear. Like you just gained a whole new way to deal with all of your problems. The next time somebody crosses you, they won't cross you again. Well, this one isn't the industrial size oh. type that the electric company has when they're uh, like cutting trees down away from the lines. Like that thing will take a chimney and grind it <laughs> into dust. This one, the maximum is a three inch, and I've kind of moved it to four inch wide uh, tree that it'll take. But I'm fairly certain if I cut up a coyote, I can put them through one leg at a time. That would take some doing. Now, I guess yeah. as you described everything and how it stopped working at once, a, a new theory occurred to me. I keep saying your ranch is haunted or cursed, mm. but like hauntings and curses don't necessarily affect electronics in that way. Like what you described uh, occurred to me more like an alien movie where, you know, the invasion comes down <laughs> and suddenly all the devices go haywire. Yes. Everything's hit by an EMP. It just stops working like Every single piece of technology you have out there has just ceased to operate. So I got to ask you, do you ever look up at the night sky and see something strange up there? I look at the night sky all the time, James, just to try to find my inner zen. Like uh, the stars are so, uh, I don't know, stark. I don't want to use the star sound again, but it's jarring how crisp and clear the night sky is way out in the middle of nowhere. So I love the night sky and uh, often see flashing lights and lose nine minutes of time here and there. And the solenoids don't work in any of my vehicles. It's kind of strange. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, things are going well. Yeah. Well, let me uh, let me give you some material. I know I come off uh, so perfect in this podcast; it kind of makes me unrelatable sometimes. I just have I, I, I just have I, no I flaws. I don't I don't have any idea what you're saying. So let, you're making half this. Let, let, let me yeah. let me just give you the smallest of openings here. So I, James okay. Breakwell, yeah. who although an English major, am a man of science and a doubter of uh -huh. literally everything. 
I actually believe in aliens and not just in the sense, yeah, not just in the sense that, you know, with billions and billions of stars, there's got to be some kind of life out there somewhere. I mean, my whole life, I did not believe at all. I was like, it's so stupid. Why would they come all the way across space and time to, to just look at us? Why aren't there pictures or anything like that? But when I changed my mind was when the New York Times started running articles saying, hey, these Air Force pilots are have stuff on camera and they don't know what it is and it flies faster than what we can do and it goes higher than what we can do and we have no explanation for this and when i started looking into that i was like okay if, if our most advanced technology can't figure out what this is and we're going on record as saying we don't know what it is either some other country has immediately passed us up or or it's something from outer space and i guess my patriotism is such that i don't believe uh, some other country has mysteriously passed us with superhuman capabilities. So in the absence of other theories, I got to admit, I think there's something to all these unexplained aerial phenomenon. So go ahead. Have at me. Uh, and uh, if ever they land, you'll go running toward the ship with open arms yelling, <laughs> Mom, you're back. Well, I have to say it bodes well that they haven't killed us all yet. I, I mean, if they can go across space that easily... You've got to think their technology is a good bit better than ours. And if we if we visit some planet, like every time, every time there's a meeting of new people on Earth, uh, things don't go well. You know, even even when the intentions are good, you've got new diseases that come across and everybody gets wiped out. And usually intentions are bad. So you get diseases plus evil. So in theory, we've got these things showing up and we don't know what they are and we're not dead. So I think that's that's probably a good sign. And so far, the only negative consequence I can really find is that everything on your ranch stopped working. So maybe, maybe the ranch is ground zero and maybe that mysterious grave isn't a grave at all. Maybe it's like a signaling location. They piled up the stones up there to show the aliens Ooh. where to land and that and that finally ties all the threads together. That's why the weeds were allowed to grow so high, so that we could form the correct crop circles and signal to yes. uh, your parents driving around in the mothership up there. Yeah. No, I Come back and take your son, please. <laughs> I'm not completely crazy. I don't, I don't do the whole crop circle thing. I mean, that's, you know, people, they, they, no. they're on video going out there knocking <laughs> down crop circles. They look cool. I love that they freak people out, but that uh, that's just dumb. Although I won't go, uh, my, my dad, I've these past few years, he got into we, all these weird theories that I didn't believe any of them. And one by one, I've had to come around to his, his point of view, but his biggest one is Bigfoot. I will never, ever believe in Bigfoot. There's not, there can't be some giant man walking around in the woods and nobody would have gotten a picture of him by now. That, but there are pictures of things flying, what? and that's that's the difference. So I, I think that. Wait, there's it, that. There's a film of Bigfoot walking. It was taken like 1968. Yes, and it's a guy in a gorilla suit. It's but oh, if you geez. if you get Bigfoot. On the grainy camera with thermal imaging of an F-35, if an F-35 picks up Bigfoot and there is a, a paper published by the Air Force saying we don't know what this is, <laughs> then I will believe in Bigfoot. But until it shows up on an F-35's camera, I'm not going to buy into it. Well, uh, first of all, James, you have to delineate. This is your Earth dad. <laughs> of course. Second of all, thank God you're not completely crazy, at least in your own mind. And third of all, so your whole thing with aliens is that there's really no evidence to the contrary. Is that what I'm what I'm hearing? I'm saying that basically every military in the world has been picking up aircraft they can't explain. And if they don't belong to us, who do they belong to? Either either China or Russia or somebody 
has amazing aerial capabilities that we have not discovered, which has alarming national security implications, or they don't belong to anybody on Earth. If they don't belong to anybody, any nation on Earth, if nobody made these tic-tac-shaped uh, craft that are zooming around on camera, then what are they? Is something going wrong simultaneously on an entire fleet of aircraft to pick up this object that comes in and disappears? I guess it's possible. But, you know, the people, the Air Force, I mean, its job is to shoot things out of the sky. And if there's something they can't shoot out of the sky, their job is to go and ask for more money to shoot that thing out of the sky. So if they have a way to kill this thing, they have, they have every incentive to say it. And if they're going to come out and say professionally, we don't know what this is, uh, I think that's, you know, they have some, unlike you and I, mere podcast mm. co-hosts who have no credibility mm. and nothing to lose spouting mm. off craziness. Like, I just discredited myself in front of an audience of half a dozen people, and it will have mm. no negative consequence on my life. If you are an F-35 pilot and you record something like that and you say, I don't know what it is, maybe it's aliens, like, they could ground you. That could be the end of your career. So if these guys see something and they come out and say that they saw something at great personal risk, I'm inclined to put some stock in that. Wow, you are indeed a rational beast. <laughs> I, uh, you, you are dripping with sarcasm, but you know what? I'm going to take you no. literally. I'm, I'm going to take you literally. Thank you. Thank you for that compliment. Uh, uh, boy, there's uh, something I've never heard you say before. But uh, wouldn't it be funny if the ships were the size of a tic-tac and shaped like a tic-tac? <laughs> wouldn't it be funny, James, if it actually was a tic-tac? You know how fighter pilots like clean, fresh breath when they're up in the air. Like, uh, you get a little bit of anti-gravity going and the tic-tacs kind of floating along in front of them. I don't know. You've been up there four or five hours. Eventually, you start thinking, wow, that must be a ship, dude. And there is my theory, James. You and I have very different understandings of the aerodynamic properties of tic-tacs, but to each their own. <laughs> I can't say I've ever studied a tic-tac in a wind tunnel to see what it can and can't do out in free space. And maybe maybe it can appear on radar and then zoom out without creating a heat signature. I, I don't know. I, I am not a tic-tac expert, and I will not claim mm -hmm. to be one. Uh, so I'm interested to see where our you know two or three comments this week break down, if we have alien believers or disbelievers, or maybe if I've offended the Bigfoot crowd, because I bet you there are more Bigfoot believers than alien believers. Because on the surface, Bigfoot sounds more plausible, you know, just some weird big ape creature that we haven't seen. But I think it's less plausible, because there's just, there's just no footage of Bigfoot out there. And there are footage of weird things flying around in the sky. You know, I've had one of the co-hosts of Finding Bigfoot on Animal Planet on my show. Yeah. And he's the scientist one, and he is 100% convinced that Bigfoot is absolutely real. And he is a bona fide scientist, James. It just, well, yeah, so that, that is much more of a scientist than I am. But I mean, like even rare animals like mountain lions, there really shouldn't be mountain lions in Indiana. But every once in a while, they show up and people get a picture of one. Like, there shouldn't be bobcats mm -hmm. around here, but a guy trying to catch, oh, we, we talked about this in the previous episode, he was trying to trap coyotes because everybody hates coyotes, and he accidentally yes. trapped a bobcat. And like, okay. So at some point, if there were Bigfoot out there, I mean, there would have to be enough of them to sustain a population. <laughs> You'd bump into them eventually. I mean, people are out there hiking 
Indian and forest deforesting everything. I mean, they they'd have to almost have supernatural powers to avoid, uh, you know, every single camera in the world. I mean, there is no point when I ever go outside without a camera in my hand. And that's why, you know, even like, uh, I mean, just everything, all the stuff that gets documented, there's nothing that escapes notice on cameras anymore, which is kind of it's kind of surprising. Uh, we don't get more videos from your ranch of all the things that go wrong. I know you do like a a produced slick video once a day, but like I think we need videos of like <laughs> the moment something goes wrong, the moment the bam starts squirting hydraulic fluid all over your garage floor. Like I don't want to see the video two hours later. I want to see the video of you in that moment just swearing uncontrollably. Like something goes wrong, just <laughs> click on that camera and let it roll. James, it's more weeping uncontrollably <laughs> than swearing uncontrollably, but yeah. Yeah. And I don't know who you offended, but I, I think it's everyone on earth except people in Russia and China. Because <laughs> when you talk about like aeronautics and space programs, why does it have to be Russia or China? Why not the Mexican space program or the Sudan or Yemen? Like, why, why do you just pick Russia and China? You probably were offensive to them, well, too, now that I think about it. I picked... James, you affected, <laughs> I mean, offended everyone on the face of the earth. I guess I picked them because they have space programs. I'm not aware that Yemen uh -huh. or Sudan or Mexico have space programs, but if I'm wrong, I would love to be corrected with a harsh email sent to Steve Olivas, who will then <laughs> relay your message to me. So please, please send Which all I'll that to have him. Every intention of reading on the air, like the YouTube comments, and then forgetting because these meetings that we have are thrown together in such an impromptu yeah. fashion but if we, if the european space agency could do these things like they would tell us we're, we're allies with them we work together we coordinate on technology mm -hmm. they have f-35s from us i mean there there would be we would have some indication we know behind the scenes the air force wouldn't put out the, a thing saying we don't know what this is because the european air force would just privately tell us hey guess what this belongs to france or this belongs to belgium or this belongs to whoever i mean the the huge chunk of them over yeah. there are in nato we coordinate on that stuff so the only people who wouldn't tell us would be somebody who's not the biggest fan of us like Russia or China or somebody else like that and if they could do those things I think they would still show it off I mean we are we are a vain people and ultimately if you get some amazing capability that nobody else can use like it's to your advantage to say hey we can do this now how about we uh we, we renegotiate some things and I, and I think we'd have to because uh I mean, the, the stuff that these aircraft are doing or whatever they are, are, uh, are beyond what, uh, what any sort of jets can do today. So, so we'll see. But I guess it's really pointless to argue about this. We'll just meet at the rock pile on top of the hill on your ranch and we'll see what shows mm -hmm. up. And we won't record it because all the cameras will stop working. So I guess that fills up that plot hole right <laughs> there. But you and I will describe in vivid detail what we see and, uh, and people can just trust us. Well, now people have to trust that we have to end this show <laughs> as uh, you and I, not you, but me, will describe in vivid detail that we will be back next week. And secondly, if you've ever dropped a Tic Tac off a second story, you now have confirmed James Breakwell's alien theory. <laughs> and until we meet again, this is Steve Olivas, the always skeptical, Dr. Steve, the good-looking version, the smart one, for James, the exploding uniform. <laughs> uniform, yeah. <laughs> The Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and remember as always, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>